you gorgeous people, welcome to Emma's Happy List. This is episode, I'm gonna say 14, I think it's episode 14. Yeah, let's go with that. And I am joined by Alice who is doing amazing things in the community and amazing things especially for women. So we have a lovely chat, um, it's very suitable for the weather today, just to give it away a little bit, but um, let's dive straight in. Morning, Alice. Hello. How are you? <laughs> good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really good, thank you. And what are you up to at the moment? Um, well, I'm currently working from home. I'm, I'm a social worker, so in lockdown I work from home. And um, it's a Sunday, so I'm just chilling today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sunday vibes. I'm, I'm not even wearing a bra. It's amazing. Good. You wouldn't know. <laughs> So shall we talk about, well, let's, why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll go ahead and talk about how we know each other. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Alice. I am, I'm a social worker by profession and I'm also a trustee and kind of, I helped to set up a charity called Swansea Takes on Period Poverty. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously Swansea based. Um, and yeah, we kind of distribute products to people who can't afford them. And we also kind of are trying to destigmatize menstruation yeah um, um yeah kind of create a conversation around it as well so yeah we do that on social media and we're trying to after lockdown do it through workshops and things like that yeah it's super bizarre that there's so much stigma around it because it literally happens to half of the population once a month when you think about those statistics it's a bit like mm, why is why is that stigmatized that's really bizarre <laughs> no it is it's 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 um it's really sad actually like when you start to have conversations with people I've had it like in all ages, like young girls, um, you know, adults, older, older adults. Yeah. Some people who just feel very uncomfortable around talking about periods yeah. and their bodies. And you kind of, and I find that quite potentially dangerous, really. Mm -hmm. If you don't talk about what menstruation is, yeah. then you can't talk about what's good or what's healthy and what's not and, and when to get help if you know your body showing signs of illness as yeah, well yeah for sure actually I was really lucky I think when I was growing up because I had a very close group of female friends and we were very open with each other about absolutely everything like there was five of us all together and I don't know there was just like no barriers like everything was spoken about everything was spoken about in like black and white as well there was no sort of like we just didn't hide things from each other and as I've realized growing up that that is like really not everybody's experience like not everybody had that sort of really supportive um open conversation and yeah it's, it's it still shocks me now when I have these conversations with people like women that they didn't have that support network and therefore they have like suppressed a lot of things and they've they've kept a lot of questions unanswered and and also maybe built up a little bit of shame around those questions Whereas me and my girlfriends, like even now, we're still really good mates and we're really good pals and we are still as obscene as ever <laughs> when it comes to anything. So, yeah, I consider myself really lucky about that. But why don't we tell everyone? So in, in, the, um, in the name of women and girl power, why don't we tell everyone how you and I met? So we were on a girl boss retreat, weren't we? Yeah. And you were bottom bunk uh -huh. in the retreat. And I was like, oh, can I sleep there? And so I slept top bunk and that's how we met. Um, we were bunk buddies in like our late 20s. I'm assuming you're in late 20s too. Sorry, yes, if that's a, <laughs> sorry if that's a bad assumption. 
so yeah no, I relate to Eddie yeah I didn't think I'd be like bunking with um, women in my in my 20s but there we go that's what happened but it was a great experience um and obviously you and I had quite a few chats because of that yeah we did yeah it was really it was really good yeah we got to know each other didn't we and you nursed me when I got my migraine halfway through <laughs> I did I did I think I just sat with you and tried to feed you Haribo but you didn't want any um oh yeah I can't eat when I when I get a migraine I can't eat very like anything it makes me feel nauseous so yeah um it's interesting though because that when I look back and analyze why I've got that my why I got I know why I got that migraine and it's because um I'm quite a big empath and during that um during that weekend there was a lot of sharing and a lot of emotional sharing and bearing in mind like I said I've had this group of friendship like this friendship group for since like the dawn of time with and we've been able to always always share things so things don't necessarily build up but then that weekend was so emotional with so much like female energy and stuff and I think I was just like overloaded yeah I it took me days to get over that like, yeah and I stupidly didn't book a day off work the following day yeah same I, I loved it I absolutely loved it um and it was it was amazing like I genuinely just I learned loads about myself and I, I thought like the whole female sharing and bonding mm. was just it was really powerful it was yeah it was a really powerful experience too powerful but- for me apparently <laughs> so that's really cool and obviously since then I've started um this podcast and I've I've already spoken to Emily on this podcast who started Girlboss Club and organized the entire retreat um she has been amazing at getting the word out of like Emma's happy list with the girl bosses including yourself um so I was really chuffed when you messaged um and we could make this happen so tell me about your happy list did you have one already are you using it now what's going on with it I didn't have one um yes I have started I, I've it's been weird I've been reluctant to write it down I don't know what that says about me it's taken me like a while to kind of like proper like think right now I'm gonna write it down I got my book but like initially I was like oh but but yes, no, I have, I have started. And it was, I was talking, I had a conversation because I told my mum that I was mm. going to do this podcast last night, right? And my mum's not particularly like a development person. I'll probably listen to this now. I love you, mum. <laughs> she's really into like personal development, personal growth stuff. But we were yep. having a conversation about like it. And it's really interesting concept. And she was got really into it and like, oh, what does make me happy? What are the small things that make me smile? And mm. it's it's very it's a very interesting way of looking at life in a yeah. really extremely positive. But it's super but- universal. That's what it is, because anyone can have one and anyone can refer to it. And like more than once now, I've had like conversations with people who sort of want to come on the podcast, but they're they're like, Oh yeah, but what you've already spoken about what I want to speak or like what makes me happy and I'm just like that's it's not that like you can have a universal topic but your story behind that will be different from everyone else's story behind it which makes it even more sort of universal in a way and it more like you know it will resonate with more people so thank you for like chatting to your mum about it I'm really glad it's resonating with her as well hopefully she'll start a happy list too I haven't yeah. actually spoken to my own mum about this. Maybe I should have a little chat. It's interesting to see what's on it, you know, like, like, on what, what, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting conversation to have. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah so are you willing to share one item? Yes. So the one that probably stuck out, I was probably talking to my mum that made me realise the one, is, um, so walking in the rain uh, is, yes. is, one, is one of mine. And 
it's both a happy thing and it's, it's become a coping strategy. So whenever like in my life I've had moments of not knowing what to do or quite difficult moments, I've always gone for a walk in the rain mm-hmm. and it can be torrential, it can be picky rain, any type of rain. And it seems to always help me. Yeah. And so I love, I love it for that reason, because it's a coping strategy. But now I'm in a point in my life where I don't really need it as a coping strategy. And I love it because it reminds me of what, what my strength, I guess. And it reminds me of kind of where I've come from, you know, at times of. Yeah, like, that's absolutely amazing. I, yeah. I could resonate with that like a lot walking in the rain is I feel like it's cleansing yes it is it is cleansing I mean walks anyway in general walks are like really great for your mental health really great for just like your body and everything like all around walk more like you can't go wrong if you walk more (laughs) however there is something really special about walking in the rain especially with like the chemical reactions make all the smells come out and like or yeah you get it yeah sensory it's the, it is it's the smells and the sounds and even like the taste you know like if you can get the hot rains if it's in the summer you get that like misty kind of like yeah. it's, it's all of it isn't it it's a very sense like sensory experience yeah and um, do you think so with that in mind then when you were saying about a coping mechanism and stuff do you think that because it's such a sensory sort of overload it forces you to come back to like the present moment yeah I think it forces you to be mindful yeah like not not to use a buzzword but I that's what when I was thinking about it 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 does and I think that's what I love about it is it stops it almost like quietens the noise mm-hmm. so that's when I've done and I and I have like in my mind there's specific walks that I've done at times in my life where I I know they were so therapeutic and I needed them and I can yeah. remember the walks and I can remember like the where I did it you know um I can remember what what level of rain it was I can you know I really can go back to that memory and really kind of almost be there in my mind um and I can remember the feelings of like starting that walk feeling really like anxious or really like depressed Mm. and almost by the end of it having more hope yeah that's amazing I bet you right there's listeners people listening right now and they themselves have gone back in time to like a time where they've been walking in the rain I bet you it's like resonating with people that and they're in that moment right now like oh yeah that was like that was a really pivotal moment for me when it, whenever somebody talks about walking in the rain like I I always go back to like the same time in my life so I must it was when I was in primary school right it's really old, like from way way ago but um we used to walk to the bus stop every morning and it was like well it must it must be like 200 meters away or something it's not very far away but you know when you would have got little legs when you were a little like little kid um it seemed quite far away but I remember always having like my raincoat up to like my nose like way up here so just my eyes could like come out and my little hood up and stuff and I remember like like going through the puddles and stuff and I don't know it just feels like a really magical memory like feeling safe feeling sort of all wrapped up and like ready for the world and stuff and on my way to school um with my my mum and my brother and things so that <laughs> it's a silly memory but it's actually one of my really happy memories okay. yeah like a little back when you're just a kid and like you feel really safe and you feel really sort of protected and I laugh now as well because when people say oh I don't want to go out for a walk it's raining I'm like 
Well, you've got a coat. You've got Wellingtons. Put them on. It's the best time to walk. Yeah. I lo- I, yeah, I don't really love walking in hot, like, or warm weather. I don't really like, I, raining's the best. Yeah. It, I said this, I said this thing to my mum and she was like, that's not a happy thing. But when you walk in, if you cry and walk in the rain, no one can tell you crying. <laughs> that sounds depressing. But it's almost part of that cleansing thing. Yeah, and you have like permission to just like release, like because often if we're stopping ourselves from crying, it's because we're not giving ourselves permission to like let go. Whereas yeah. letting go is like really one of the most beneficial things you can you can do for yourself. So, on I think it's episode four of this actual podcast, I did um, a meditation. It's only a ten minute meditation, but the whole premise of meditation is like surrendering and letting go. And like afterwards, I do it all the time, like probably like three times a week, I do that meditation. And after it, I feel such a weight lifted. But if you obviously don't let go and you don't release that, then it just builds up and, you know, you get these like emotional blocks and then you get pains in your body and you're like, what is this pain? And it's because you're holding on to like this emotional thing that you're not letting go of so yeah I totally like release all of that energy girl if it's you know if it's building up ready to come out yeah I I love walking in the rain the best and also I find it less I I think I also feel that I can probably sound silly but if I sit and cry I find that that's more depressing in my mind (laughs) crying I don't know if that is actually like but for some reason if I'm walking and crying in the rain I just feel like that's okay like in my head I feel calmer and like this isn't I don't know I I guess it it helps me more than just sitting and crying yeah but yeah I don't know where that comes from but that's something I've always done yeah, I'm trying to think of like moments where I cry. I'm not really a crier in terms of like a sad crier. I'm a frustrated crier, if that makes Ooh. sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like I cry when I'm really frustrated. Like if I go through something traumatic, I won't like, I won't cry immediately. But like give me a few days when the frustration is really built and like things haven't changed. And then like I cry out of like pure anger and frustration. <laughs> so but again, like if, you know, that's, that's again, holding on to like not surrendering and not like if something frustrating happens in my life, like rather than accepting it and sort of like I internalize it, which, and I'm like taking it as like a part of like, oh, this is against me type of thing. But I'm trying, you know, I'm learning. I, I don't do that as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I, it is all learning, isn't it? Like, I think, um, yeah, I, I definitely have learned more how to manage my emotions than I yeah did when I was younger like you know and and I think it's and I think hopefully in 10 years time I'll have learned even more <laughs> do you know I mean like the stuff I do now I won't hopefully do That's well you the- will you will because like like you said earlier like we are sort of investing in our personal development in our growth we are doing thing you know reading things that help us along with that journey excuse yeah. me so that's a really amazing um input uh, like item on the happy list and I'm sure like other I am like 100% sure that other people will have that on their list as well um I'm gonna go ahead now and share one of mine so we're recording this on a Sunday morning as it is a Sunday morning I'm not wearing a bra I'm in my pajama t-shirt as well like my comfiest t-shirt that I absolutely love it's actually from Mexico I think I got this t-shirt but my one and I'm guilty of this every single weekend is lying in bed in the morning for way 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 longer than (laughs) 
than is necessary there's something about so like when you wake up like early every every day of the week there's something about waking up early on a day that you don't need to do anything and then rolling back over and like stretching out and going back to sleep and like do it I can do that literally about 10 times in the morning it's ridiculous (laughs) are you a morning person yourself no (laughs) I I don't know. <laughs> Anyone who works with me will tell you no. No, I'm not a morning person. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I come to life at night. Yes. And it, which is really frustrating in a like nine to five world where sort of everybody wants you to be your best during the day. And then it's funny as well because the um, my friend who I live with, we are exactly the same. Like we'll kind of struggle through the day and we'll be like, oh, like, I don't feel like this. I don't feel like doing that. And then come eight o'clock in the night, we're like, bam, let's do stuff. <laughs> let's get shit done. So it's, it's actually, it comes into um, your archetype. I think it's an archetype. Or is it chronotype? Wait there. I'll have to do a quick Google. But essentially, um, there are four types of sleepers or pe- like people. Um, so you've got your lions who are the early morning kind of people then you've got your bears who are like the people that can rise and fall with the sun um then you've got your wolves who are like the nighttime guys and then you've got your dolphins who are the insomniacs (laughs) (laughs) and um, i've done like numerous sort of like assessments and stuff and every single time I i fall into wolf Mm. which is really annoying though because when all of the like all of the development books talk to you about um like oh you know if you rise up early you get ahead of your competition like if you get up at five o'clock you know nobody else is awake and you get so much shit done and you can have your miracle morning and you can do this that, and the other i'm like if i wake up at five o'clock i literally yeah. am a zombie all day long no i'm with you i can't like yeah I, it's just not it's never gonna happen for yeah. me never ever gonna happen I'm in like my I'd say probably like third attempt of making it happen in my life so I wake I try and wake up like six o'clock in the morning all throughout the week even though I don't have to be awake at six and I'm trying to make it happen for myself it seems at such an acceptable time like my like internally I'm like what am I doing this is ridiculous but I'm trying so that you know to see if I get these benefits that um everyone is talking about um, but what I'm finding is that literally by like two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, do you know what? I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I'd be like, I'd be really um, interested if there's anyone listening that can give me some hints and tips on how to sort of not get the, I don't know if it's just a mental block, if it's just literally a mental restriction that I'm putting on myself. Like, oh, if I wake up early, I'm going to, I'm going to be tired at the end of the day type of thing. Mm. But when left to my own devices say if you know you're not you don't have to for two weeks or whatever like when you've been on holiday you don't have to be anywhere you don't have to get up for anything or whatever my natural sort of like my natural pattern is definitely more like towards I come to life like later on in the day that makes sense yeah yeah definitely I'm the same like I was up till like two last night just like doing different things and yeah, yeah. And, I, and I don't feel tired now and my question is, so what's the difference between like getting up at 5am or going to bed at 2? Do you know what I mean? Like if it just, it's the same amount of hours. Is it just the amount of hours? Like, I don't know. There's everyone just puts so much emphasis in the morning. Whereas mm. what's the difference if you just, if you're like, if you stay up late or instead? Yeah. I, I've never really got why people are so focused. <laughs> I don't know. People are probably like, ah, but I don't 
I've never got people focused on waking up in the morning, like to, like early in the morning. Like, why does that make you more productive? Like to me, it doesn't. I'm quite a productive person, I'd say, but yeah. I just I don't waking up in the morning is just I don't. My brain, honestly, in work, I would say my brain doesn't properly start working till about half ten, eleven. <laughs> So I find like buffer things to do. So I like do my emails or I'll, yeah. so I'll find buffer things to do. So I'm still working, but it doesn't meet, take a lot of like brain power. Yeah. Because when, because until 11, I can't like, and I try not to schedule meetings before then because my brain don't, genuinely doesn't work. Like it's not yeah. almost like, you know, like a computer turning on <laughs> like the buffering time. Yeah. Like, like that, you know, you've got that like, I don't know where, where it kind of like loads type of thing like before we had wi-fi and we had to dial up to the internet yeah. like you're in the dial-up phase <laughs> I'm in the dial until 11 a.m like I was in the dial-up phase yeah and then when I was in uni my flatmates used to joke because they would have these like birthday breakfasts so for uh, the people who like we lived with they'd like yeah. do a breakfast always at like a half seven in the morning right I don't know why they did oh. this but anyway, so I didn't want to be rude. So I would go, but I'd literally sit there and I'd just sit in the corner, like, like just not speaking. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be rude and they'd just laugh at me. But because my, I just can't, it, it's not me. It's yeah. not me. And I, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't even try to be a morning person. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That's just not me. I'm happy with who I am. Yeah. Do you know another thing as well though you were just saying about like eating and breakfast and stuff I don't eat breakfast either like I'm I'm not even ready like my brain isn't ready and my body isn't ready for anything either so some people wake up and they're absolutely ravenous for like and they need breakfast immediately I am not that person I can I can go probably until about like three o'clock in the afternoon without eating anything and then I'm like oh I'm hungry <laughs> sometimes yeah I know what you mean like it's I think that also depends on my cycle I find like with my periods like I'm far more hungry when I, coming up to my period and then when I'm on my period I don't want to eat anything yeah and so I based on my cycle as well that'll change oh I've not done in-depth analysis but I'm probably the same like I, there, I do I do have like weeks where I'm just like oh I need as much food as possible but again I'm not really I never really wake up hungry like I know people do wake up hungry but that's and I, I actually it's probably a bit like a blessing for me because it means that I do like I accidentally do intermittent fasting which is obviously really good for your digestion <laughs> so oh. I'm not doing it on purpose but I don't eat for like hours on end um but yeah that's that's it works for me and you know it means that people usually get the best of me in the afternoons which is oh like the afternoons evening time so if you want anything from me that's when you need to come see me <laughs> no I agree completely I'm not and and like I find you know you're talking about in nine to five I mm-hmm. find that difficult as well I struggle because I'm not it's just not my it's not how my brain my body works it's yeah. just and it, I, I sometimes feel like I'm fighting myself to try and get myself to be productive during those hours whereas like I'm far more productive I would say like going on to 9 p.m so like from like 2 to 9 p.m that's probably my productive time yeah we had to um so last October I think I've mentioned this before I went to a personal development conference over in Istanbul and we had to do um like an activity where we basically had to map out the perfect day like what the perfect day looks for us um and like with you know no restrictions so you don't have to be anywhere you could literally that day is yours to do as you want and the idea is you want to work towards having as many of those days as possible and yeah literally mine was like um waking up at like half past eight nine o'clock having like a little stretch in the morning um 
having a little coffee maybe just like a bit of quiet time and then strapping on so like obviously in my in my head I was in the mountains snowboarding because that's where I want to be um and then I was like yeah going out actually to the mountain but not first like people some people go for first lifts they have to be there for like eight o'clock or whatever so that they can have first tracks I am not that person it's often I see in the morning like I'd rather people like chop it up a little bit so then I can go out and play when it's a bit softer and stuff and then having a lovely lunch so like a late lunch so going up say for example at 10 o'clock to the to the to the um the mountain going for like two hours or three hours um on my board having a lot of fun working up an appetite having like a really long lunch with like your pals well not long maybe like an hour long lunch with your pals and a beer then finishing off the day, like coming down and doing a sunset, uh, sunset, sunset ski or sunset snowboard, um, having more beer. Like the beer featured quite a lot in mine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so, that sounds lovely. That's a, do you know what that sounds? Very relaxing. Yeah, this is why people love like snowboarding and skiing. It's not because they can get activities. It's all the beer. <laughs> it's like the it permission to drink all day, but also be active. So <laughs> get healthy. The balance, the perfect balance. <laughs> But yeah and then in the evenings actually doing stuff that I'm passionate about so like my work time if you like is the evening time whereas in the daytime I'm doing things that don't really require a lot of mental effort for me but require like my physical effort so by the nighttime my brain is like wow let's go like you know I'm focusing on like business like stuff with my business and st- like my passion projects and stuff like that so that was my perfect day have you got like an idea in your head not to put you on the spot you don't have to share at all but perfect day oh my perfect day um probably be more boring than yours in, <laughs> in the sense that I'm a bit I'm a bit more of a homebody um so I'm a bit, so I was I'm not as adventurous as you um so it would probably be like yeah like um sleeping until like 10 or 11 with my husband and my dog you know and that's just really like when I wake up in the morning on a, on a weekend and it's just my my husband my dog and me and it's just peace I just that's my that's my happy place mm-hmm. my ultimate happy place and then yeah probably like wake up and then it would be to have like I love like pan au chocolat or you know like like pastries so yeah. anything for breakfast have pastries or maybe some hot chocolate or a really strong cup of tea that yeah. would be that that's and then it'd probably be like then my mum going to see my mum and chilling my mum's my best friend I'm an only child and me and her are just really close so probably taking my dog and my husband <laughs> to my parents and being with their dog and I like, have a barbecue yeah. and this would be in the afternoon mid-afternoon and then probably like my grandparents coming over and mm-hmm just chilling I, th- I think that would probably be my perfect day and then a storm rolling in and you could go walking <laughs> in the rain yeah, it's all going for a walk my, <laughs> you know, my dog perfect dog for me my, my dog Bertie he loves walking in the rain yeah he my loves- dog has no preference my dog is literally just like did you say the walk word did you say walk <laughs> yeah. he's That's so excitable like it doesn't matter if it's snowing if it's raining if it's like in all like he's a husky so like I don't take him out in in the like baking hot sun but if you said to him and it was like boiling hot and he was literally like panting his head off like in the kitchen floor you feel like walk he would still probably jump up and yeah he's adorable and they've got like a really lovely like bark haven't they like isn't it like it's quite a deep like is that am I speaking right yeah so actually so Diego my dog um he 
<laughs> he's a husky but he doesn't ha- like loads of huskies are really vocal and but he's not that vocal at all except for when he's hungry and then he'll come up to you and he'll literally be like harumph harumph like it is dinner time <laughs> and he'll do his little like he'll do his little um I don't know they're not barks like they, they like he speaks to you yeah they, I, I've heard huskies we've got a husky who lives close to us and it's, mm. it's a very like it's a beautiful sound like I re- when, yeah. they, when they make a noise I'm like oh so when so I've not heard him howl that much right he does he barely ever howls like properly so he howled when he was a puppy and when we first had him and he we we made him like sleep downstairs and he he was howling then but he's not really howled since except for this one time when I it was like honestly it was like 101 Dalmatians there was like loads of dogs in the neighborhood barking and you could see, he was like, at, at, he's got like a little hole in the gate for his head. It's so funny. He was in the, he was like here listening through the hole. And then he would just like let out this almighty howl. And I was like, is that Diego? That's Diego. Like <laughs> we went out and looked and you could hear like the, all of the like conversations with all the dogs in the neighborhood. I was like, 101 Dalmatians. Corella <laughs> DeVille's got the Dalmatians. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's a glorious creature he is the best creature ever and he's probably an entire episode of emma's happy list on his own to be fair <laughs> yeah i could have an entire episode on my dog as well so with that in mind then so where can people find you if they want to um obviously find out what you're doing for your is it a charity did you say or is it an yeah um yeah i'm a trustee for swansea takes on period poverty um you can we're on facebook instagram twitter we are stop S T O double P Swansea takes on period poverty. Um, yeah, please like look at look at us. Um, if you need any help or you know anyone who needs help with products, we are still delivering in lockdown. Um, and um, but yeah, we yeah we please come and engage with us because we just yeah. It's really amazing, and I just want to say for the entire like sisterhood, thank you for doing what you do because you know, without people like you doing what you do and caring and like putting that foot forward, then, you know, we don't know how many people would be struggling um, or how many more people would be struggling if that's the case. We've like, it's nearly, I think, nearly 200 uh, packs of products we've delivered in lockdown. Like yeah. a lot of products that you, we've surprised ourselves, I think, that people, yeah. like, people need that. And it's yeah it's been it's great to do like it's, it's a joy to be honest like I I don't mind going to live at all I you know yeah it's, it's a joy it's something I really enjoy yeah doing. thank you so much and also thank you for sharing your time with me this morning so I know your Sundays are very precious so yeah. uh, with your dog and your husband so thank you for that as well and um well hopefully we'll see each other soon after after all of this we'll go back to girl boss club and um yeah we'll have another chat then so for now bye <laughs> take care Sunday.